Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. All right, folks, this is Joe Snedeker, and this is my Mr. Curiosity podcast. And oh my goodness, is this weird stuff what's happening? All right, now, you listen, I'm here with Tom Welby, big shot yes. state representative of the 113th, and Angela. Angela, what's your title? I'm the district office director. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> All right. And now here's the deal. Uh, we tried this podcast a couple days ago and uh, Mr. Welby's equipment failed, right? Tom, so to what speak. happened there? I, I hate when you say it that way. <laughs> Your technical equipment failed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we have some issues and, and, and uh, we're having some issues again this morning. We're having some issues now. So we're like on a cell phone, another office computer, and I'm here in my Zoom room. But here's the deal. Because the first part of our interview, which we did last week, failed or two days ago, I'm going to summarize. Let me sure. I think I got all this. You were born in 1949. You're one of 12, if not 13 kids. 13. You were brought up Irish Catholic. Your parents practiced the Irish rhythm method and had multiple children, and you're one of them. And then you yeah. were a quiet kid in high school. You were born and raised in Scranton. You went to a Catholic school, but then you moved to a public school for graduation, correct? For ninth grade. Okay. I think that's where we left off. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, what'd you do after? It's all right. So, Ange, are, are we boring you already or no? You're okay with no, that? I I know it's I'm interested to learn about state representative Tom Welby's history. Did you know all this that we said? Oh, I did. I still yes. don't know if there's 12 or 13 kids. How many? 13. Uh, 13. One had, yeah, there were, there were 13 of us. 13. And, uh, and that's a, that's a huge family. So now you're, you're in your late high school years and you're thinking about a career. What, what happens then? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and is he always like this? Always. <laughs> Always. Sorry, on, that, Tom, that, you're the you're the big shot 113th Lackawanna County State Representative. Th this is it, man. This is this is it. This is your new your new avenue for success. It is. But before we get there, can we go back to the DJ days? I want to hear a little bit about that's that. What, yeah, we're going to get to that's what I want. Oh, OK, hear. I want to hear about DJ Rock 107 College. Where'd you go to college, big guy? Oh, I did not. If, while I was in still high school, uh, I, I got involved in, in, in the arts and in theater and, and just activities, a lot of activities in high school from from uh, the ski club. And I didn't ski, but I like going up to the mountain and sitting in the lodge. Um, actually, I sprained my ankle taking lessons the very first week. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and then we started a spirit club, just got really, really involved uh, with with different programs within the high school I, I with someone else uh, co-wrote an underground newspaper that almost got me expelled and <laughs> fun in high school. And that went from, from my first year in high school, ninth grade, going from St. Anne's and then into West side, where it was like 24, 27 kids in the class to, to like 400 in the class. Uh, my, my first year, I didn't talk to anybody almost. It was just, uh, I was just really intimidated, really in, uh, almost afraid to talk to people and, and, uh, uh, but but I, I got involved with the theater group, got involved. It, it helped me out socially. It just really opened me up almost too much. And and uh, <laughs> while, I there, while I was there, I got involved in some community theater as well while I was in high school. And um, I, I 
I, I got involved with with the theater groups and and that's what I wanted to do. And after I, all, this was the late 60s. So it's peace, love and happiness, right? Let me turn to grooviness. So you were grooving. But what do you do for money? Are you still living at home when you get out of high school? What do you I got out. Of, I, I graduated on Friday night, and and literally Saturday morning, uh, I rearranged it. But but I went from graduating on Friday night to Saturday morning, joining a Summerstock Theater Group, a uh, semi-professional theater group in in the Poconos, and and uh, that's what I did. I thought that I would become an actor and 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 be be famous and 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 be in all of the movies that you like to watch, <laughs> and, and, uh, in that theater group up in the Poconos. We we. Uh, as as any uh, uh, nonprofit or, or rather semi-profit theater group would do, you work morning till night, you work on sets, you work on audio, you work on lighting, and then also you're in the play and, and uh, rehearsing all day. And and I went through the entire summer working. Uh, it was it was crazy working from nine in the morning till nine at night, but enjoying it, having a ball, meeting all these people from New York and Chicago that were in the group. And and as it ended at the end of the season. I, I figured it out. I netted out to about $7 a day. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It was $7 a week was, was my net pay. And, and I kind of thought to myself, well, I, I better find something other than this. And, and I just uh, took odd jobs and, and, and uh, eventually uh, went to work in the post office in Morristown, New Jersey for a year. Yeah. But and, wait right there. Wait right there. Stop now. So, Ange, I think a lot of folks would say now the cynics would say, oh, yeah, another politician, actor, you know, uh, of pretending he's something he's not. It all goes together, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> not that that's you, because you are a kind, sincere, loving, great guy. I know that. But I'm just saying the cynics might say that. Well, I, I just loved the uh, theater. It was, it was terrific. Uh, uh, Did you, you open know. up? Were you a different person then? Were you starting to uh, meet women? I don't know what you were trying to do back then in 69, 70. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was part of it. And when I went into the, the theater group in the Poconos, it was a little bit different in, in that um, uh, I was really excited by these actors uh, from New York and Chicago. But, but, you know, I got used to it and got involved and, and worked hard and enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, trying out for and being in different place uh, up there, but it just just didn't work out financially. So you, um, you were living at home at the time, commuting. Oh no, no, no! I I, I lived up there. Uh, we, so we, here we, you are, like you're 19 years old. You leave home and you're just doing theater stuff. Absolutely, yeah. What, and, are you and, living and, in someone's basement? How do you do that? Well, yeah, we we literally the 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 theater uh, company uh, had had we had two houses uh, that that we lived in. Uh, but but yeah, it was it was uh, in residence theater and and you know a lot of people have done it. Uh, I have a cousin Donna who did it professionally and and still is doing it in New York. And uh, we but, were still yeah. in Ange, we were still in diapers. We don't understand this way of life he was doing, right? <laughs> the, the crazy late sixties, early seventies. How do you how do you just leave home, live in a theater group? I, you know what 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 the heck? Well, it, 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 I, I think we all do it one way or another a way to school. I mean, it's, it's, you're on your own. You're doing whatever stuff with new people. Uh, I did it with theater. <laughs> but it, it, I, 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 I uh, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And, and uh, I, I started to work at the post office in Morristown, New Jersey. My whole family has been involved in the post office previously. My dad was a supervisor in Scranton. My uncle Bob uh, was was a supervisor in, in, in Scranton. My uncle Tom was the postmaster in Taylor Old Forge. I have a, an uncle who was a postmaster in New Jersey. And I just thought I'd give it a shot. After well, my to dad me, 
yeah, to me, this sounds like a great career path. Okay, so now I'm going to get this steady government job. I'm going to make good money, get good benefits, get married, have kids, and there it is. It's over. There you go. But, but yeah, and, and he, passed away. he passed away in 1969. I thought I'd give it a shot, give it a whirl. And uh, and maybe the gene, well-be genes were meant to be in the post office. Uh, as, as a term, I, I, uh, I decided to get out of it. Uh, I was told that in order to take the supervisor's or inspector's test, you had to be there three or five years, uh, respectively. And I thought, I know more than these people after a year, which was a little uh, uh, vain of me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I got and went to a radio broadcasting school, a career broadcasting school in Manhattan uh, that Joey Shaver from WARM turned me on to. And wait, I went wait, out. Wait. Your microphone seems to be cutting in and out. You may have to go join Angela. You guys might have to do this as a, as a duo. I don't know. I could, uh, <laughs> and I, I don't do you know. hear him cutting out a lot? He could. <laughs> Although I'm not a fan of sharing the microphone. I, I could definitely. <laughs> All right. <run> <laughs> I don't see you. I could pass the chair to the state rep. Oh, I like this there. So, so Tom, if you could still hear us, what, like, yep. what are you doing at the post office? You licking stamps? Are you? I was a hat carrier. Here, just go see. They're still working this out in the big, in in the big state rep office. Here we go. <laughs> see, it's all about the arrival. There you go. All right. See. Whoa, whoa. That's why that's why he needs an assistant. All right, she's gone. Yep. Oh, now it sounds so much better. So, so you but but when you were at the post office, were you thinking I want to do this the rest of my life or I hate it? I I didn't know. I I mean, I was 19, 20 years old and 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 just exploring things and having fun and not making any kind of commitment to anything and and just checking things out. And and uh yeah, I I uh Met up, hooked up with Joey Shaver at WARM, uh, and and uh, I, you know, I always enjoyed uh, uh, radio as well. And he hooked me up with this Manhattan. It's called Career Academy of Famous Broadcasters. Oh God, that, that sounds like something <laughs> in the back of a comic book scam. Just just about, but yeah, it was it was a uh, had the instructors like Dan Ingram and 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 different people from Manhattan Radio. Uh, they had a school in Washington D.C. where where originally I was going to go to. Uh, with my friend Glenn Kalina, Glenn wound up going at the same time to uh, the Washington D.C. school. I was in Manhattan, and it was uh, right across from the library, uh, Eight West Fortieth Street in, in in Manhattan, and it was a, a really good experience. Uh, so this this to me goes with the thespian thing, where acting um, um, now you, that didn't work out. Post office doesn't work out. Oh, I'll try to do in a way uh, improvised audio. Uh, material is this what you're leaning towards now? Yeah, you, you... Oh, it, it, it was just to be a, a, a DJ, and, and also uh, they they trained you uh, also with with news gathering, sports reporting. It was a really uh, a compressed uh, learning process uh, that tried to cover as many bases as possible. And they had great instructors, uh, uh, particularly in Manhattan. I, I'm I'm sure in the other schools they did as well, but in Manhattan uh, they had a lot of people from the radio market in New York. Uh, as guest instructors in there, and the regular instructors uh, were were good. So it's like but, a uh, shortcut. Yeah, so it's like a shortcut instead of going to a, a college and getting a broadcast journalism degree. This is kind of yeah. a quick exit into the world. Yeah, this 
this this focused on broadcasting. You didn't have to take your 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 eighty two uh, other subjects that weren't relative <laughs> to the industry. I mean, I, that, that always kind of bothered me with 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 college and and and. Uh, how much, was this? To How much was this cool? How much was this class, this school? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really remember. I had some help paying for it uh, from, from a, a guy that I used to work for part-time at that time. But fairly oh. costly, probably, right? Uh, yeah, costly, but but uh, less certainly than university uh, semester. Uh, but it was good. It was it was it was good. And and it's funny, it was something that, that I wanted to uh, just focus on that. And and so to speak, have the the subjects relative to just what I wanted to focus on, not eighty two other subjects that that aren't going to mean anything. I mean, how many of us we look back at at our uh, careers, or rather our our time in 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 school? If you went to higher education, how many are working in the field that they majored in? I am. Well, yeah, you're 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 definitely one of the few. Uh, <laughs> it, it, at the time that I was going to school, a lot of the kids in 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 my class at that time. Uh, their major was in uh, education, uh, uh, phys ed, or philosophy. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. And that was that was the time. That's that's what it was. And and you know, different times. There's there's other things. But how many people got that well, job in philosophy? Right. But but with all due respect, that broadens the mind. Even though it doesn't become a career, it broadens that person. It makes them deep. Absolutely. Have great as living in Manhattan. Girth. Yes. As does living in Manhattan. That should be a 12 credit uh, internship. So now yeah, I, I, I graduated uh, 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 from that and, and did well. I worked really, really hard. I took it very seriously and, and worked really hard on it. Um, it was a lot of uh, 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 studio time, practice time where you literally would uh, uh, just uh, do a, a, a repeat reading uh recording it, playing it back, critiquing yourself, having others critique you. But I, I took it seriously. I really did for those six months. <laughs> so, uh, so and, yeah. and I graduated valedictorian <laughs> and, and I thought it was a hot shot. No joke. Uh, I'm sorry. No joke. Oh, no, no seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other kid, in the, the other kid in the class just didn't do as well, but, <laughs> but it was, it, it was good. I, I did do that. And I, I, Joe, I thought that I really did. I thought I thought that I was hot stuff, and I came back, and it was two years before I got a job in 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 the industry. Almost two years, a little less than two years. Oh man! Um, well, that means. But I guess what the universe was telling you back there, since you felt so good and cocky about it, is you found your groove where you're meant to go in life. Yeah, and then there was nowhere to get the job. Right, uh, but, but, but yeah, it. it I, I started working at a, a little radio station in Pittston, WPTS, which later became WARD. And uh, it, was, it was terrific experience. And anybody that has worked uh, early on in, in in radio back then, you did everything. I mean, literally, you were the the news reporter and and also reach research person early in the morning. And when I got in at whatever five or six o'clock, you're calling all of the the police departments and state police barracks, uh, asking if anything happened overnight. And and you you found ways to to uh, get news stories. You wrote them. And then there's a pretty good chance that that at from nine until three or 10 until three, you were the midday jock. And then uh, after you got off the air, you recorded commercials. You did everything. And it was a terrific learning experience working in a small radio station. I went I went from WPTS in 1975. I moved over to WEJL and they had an FM station at the time, WEZX, uh, which was a uh, dentist office, uh, uh, elevator music kind of kind of radio station. 
uh, WEJL. I, I and was here comes the birth of rock and roll and your new life. And here comes me yeah. entering the world 12, 13 years old. And this is Rock 107's beginning. And you're one of the first guys there. Yeah, yeah. We, we uh, in, in, I think it was December of 76, we started to work on changing the format. Uh, there was no rock radio station in the market other than WBAX, uh, AM radio stations and WILK. Uh, WSCR was 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 doing some stuff. Now, please back uh, but, up for a second. So there really was no even FM in the early 70s, correct? Like it was, was there. That, but- that's right. Yeah, there was, there was some syndicated uh, FM stations. Uh, EZX had it originally. It was called Hit Parade. And it went to WGBI. It was WGBI FM. And it was nothing like today. Now FM rules the airwaves. Back then yeah. it was AM. Right, right. And, 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 and at the beginning and, of the industry. Yeah. Well, we, we uh, at the time... When uh, the the owner Bill Linet and and his uh, program director Joe Silva are the ones that decided to take the leap and change the format from elevator music to to rock and roll, and uh, at the radio station we didn't have any records even at WEJL <laughs> when I got there they used to buy their records at Spruce Record Shop and in the record department at Globe Store uh, I I took over as music director and and uh, got involved with the record labels became a, a we call it a reporter for a trade magazines, the Gavin Report and then Radio and Records. Right. And and the radio, the record companies started sending me uh, the records, but we had no no library to to fall back on. Uh, they would send us the new stuff, and eventually I got them to send us the the libraries of all the different bands and single artists. But but we wanted to change to rock radio, and we didn't have the records. That's amazing. So, they, so I'm trying to, can I just ask you this then? Because now, what are we talking? 74, 75, 76, or late 70s? No, 75 was, was still uh, uh, the beautiful music format on the FM, and, and I was on EJL. And, and uh, late 76 is when, when the change started to happen. But what uh, does this say about our area? And I wonder how indicative it was of the Northeast or the nation. You have rock in some respects, peaking with everything from 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 Van Halen to Aerosmith to the, the Beatles breaking up and becoming their own solo artist. Rock is the new entity and there's no representation around here. Well, well there, there is. It was just on AM. Uh, the the radio stations, W-I-L-K. I'm sorry. I find that hard to believe. Well, it was, it was the radio stations on the AM side were, were pumping it up and, and cranking it out in WVAX at night had a lot of album cuts that they used to play really obscure stuff, some, some, some really heavy stuff. Uh, And WILK was a good rocker. SCR was good, Uh, but there was nothing on the FM band uh, in this market anyway. So we, we uh, had a sister station in Orlando, WDIZ, and they got the uh, Kent Wesley. I'm sorry, Kent Stevens, I believe his name was, was the program director. And he had the records down there. They were rock radio in Orlando he used to literally make tapes for us, send them up, oh, and, and they were on on tones, and it was a, a you know one set of reels, these 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 large uh, uh, tapes. Uh, and we had an automation system, and we programmed it uh, based on his reels that he used to send up to us from Florida until we were able to finally establish a library of music up here that we could play our own. Up until that, we couldn't, so we were taped uh, up until. The beginning of around 1980, and and originally we were uh, FM 107. Yeah, uh, and and we had uh, some contests going on to establish a logo, 
and while we were FM 107, before we went live, before they went live, I was gone when they went live. And but I don't, uh, we, I don't one, one contest, one cool contest that we had was we had a, a, a promotion where we asked people to come up with a new logo for us for FM 107. We had two grand prizes. One was for the most creative and one was for the largest. And we had people painting the FM 107 logo or call letters on the side of houses uh, along the rocks on 81, <laughs> carving it out in the field. It was terrific. Uh, uh, we did get a, a cease and desist from PennDOT because people were literally oh, man. Uh, painting it on, on, on rock ledges or bridges or whatever along 81. Uh, but looking it was fun. For a logo, it, looking for a logo. Looking for a logo. When we and came up name? with this, this, this cool little FM 107 logo. Uh, that had like a sunrise coming out of it. And it was, it was pretty neat. Uh, and then eventually after we established a library and got the jocks in line and, and I had, I was leading at that time, uh, they went live in, in 1980. And as they went live, uh, they changed the call calls, the, the phrase to uh, rock 107. Oh, I love it. Uh, and and uh, also we, we, we referred to it then as your 24 hour rock concert, but well, uh, it was a lot of fun there. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was neat. Well, that's and, what uh, I want to ask you, because this is similar now. And I know it was a TV show, but something like WKRP in Cincinnati, I was 13, 14 years old when you're doing all this. And when FM is coming of age and you can argue that then radio was more pure. It was a DJ playing what that person was interested in and it had its high and low points. But now it's driven by just corporate um, uh, sterilization. And every station is the same. And the character has been vacuumed out. You were at the beginning of what was a character and I'd say peak of FM rock radio, correct? Well, we, we certainly then, and, and it continued for a good number of years after that, yes, for sure. Yes. And, 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 but when, when we did first bring it out, it was pretty weird in, in that. Um, but weird we, is good. Well, yeah, it, it was. And we took the around. It was just after Christmas, I believe. We, we uh, I say we, Billy Lynott and, and Joe Silva, uh, really had the chutzpah to, to, to do this. They went from a, a dentist office, beautiful music format, and, and took it off the air, dropped the signal, turned it off uh, for two days, and we thought we'd uh, make it easier uh, than, than just all of a sudden coming on with, with whatever music we had. Uh, but, but when we went rock, those, those first months, uh, people were calling and writing yeah, letters no. to the editors. Yeah, they, were, no. they were calling us devil worshipers. It was, it was, but, but Billy, Billy Lynott and, and, and Joe took the brunt of it. I mean, they had a lot of business people coming down on them and, and community leaders saying, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> well, that was a risk. And they were on the cutting edge of a new wave of music. Yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. I, I, well, I, I didn't think about it that much, but I look back on it now and, and they, they got a lot of abuse uh, for, 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 for changing that and, and going rock. And, and we used to play uh, back then. We used to play a lot of obscure stuff. Uh, That's uh, the and, and it, was, it was terrific. Yeah. But were you it one of those fun. DJs who would play maybe a B cut from Dink, uh, Pink Floyd, or you would play some? Oh, absolutely. And, and Boy Circle? Were you that guy? We, we, eventually, we started making our own tapes, uh, and and uh, and and in, in making the tapes, uh, yeah, we used to do a lot of uh, uh, obscure album cuts, uh, and and it was a lot of fun. Also, one one uh, one night uh, for a, a Saturday night, I aired a little program that I, I spliced together. I put together. We called it Saturday Night Taped. And, and at that time, the Supreme Court was hearing these seven words you can't 
uh, say on on radio or TV okay. uh, that was being decided by the Supreme Court. And the FCC rule that I read said that while it's being considered by the Supreme Court, no action could be taken against a broadcast facility for doing that until it's declared by the Supreme Court as illegal. And right. and me, without asking permission, thought that that was true. And I put together a reel of, of an hour-long show uh, using George Carlin's full set of, of seven words you can't say, Cheech and Chong with the the the, the dogs under the porch, and and um, all of these other uh, comedy routines that that were popular at the time. I love it. That that, that uh, literally uh, uh, did the routines using those those seven words, and I aired it on that Saturday night. Saturday night taped, and um, Billy Linet called me. I. I Bonehead Welby uh, just assumed that it was okay. Uh, called me kind of, kind of in in a, in, in a fit, uh, uh, not not happy with 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 what I did. And yeah, I ex- yeah. I explained I expressed to him that you know so long as the Supreme Court hasn't ruled on it yet, we're safe, we're okay. Not I think so. if 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 he was in the same room with me, I think he would have killed me. But but he <laughs> he did kind of say that you know I better be right and and uh, and I'll talk to you Monday. Oh, um, but but it was it was yeah we 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 did do things that were on the edge and and a lot of fun and and it is a different world and and you do have to be safe now. Well, we don't want to get too bogged down in just one aspect of your life. But so this is in your 20s now and you're where are you living? What are you doing? Are you married, kid? You're working full time at the radio station. Yeah, I was working full time at the radio station. And and uh, yeah, I was, uh, had a, had a, a for for in between apartments. I lived at home. But yeah, I had a, had a, a, an, an, an apartment that I was living in. I think at that time it might have been uh, on on in music in the Greenwood section of music. Another time I was over uh, uh, at the Taylor West Grant line. And how old but, are but you? Yeah, are it's just uh, yeah, 30? having my own place. You're close to and, 30 and, and, and also during the, I'm sorry, also during that time I got married and and, and had okay. a son, my son Alden. Yeah. So you're a steady radio guy, you have a, a wife, kid, and uh this is what you're gonna do for the rest of your life. You're gonna be a DJ, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And how long did that last? What's going on through the eighties and into the nineties? The the uh, uh around seventy-seven or so, uh dance music disco uh got hot. Wait, excuse and, me. I have to go throw up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that was kind of my feeling at the time too. That uh, <laughs> I, I was rock radio, and and uh, there was a nightclub that uh, wanted us to do some uh, spinning, some some live broadcast and spinning. And uh, it was up at uh, the Wellwood Complex, part of the Wellwood Complex. Uh, it was uh, different clubs they had up there where the Gatsby. Uh, the Odyssey, later Hotline, Times Square Disco, uh, and and uh, Joe Pizak was the owner of me at two different buildings, and and so we went up as one hundred and seven, and we spun, and it was like seventy five bucks cash that night, and there were two DJs, uh, so we alternated on and off forty five minutes or an hour on, and and then you'd go cruise the club for 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 that period and come back, and, but whatever, and and, and uh, at first it was. Uh, just something I did to make money. And then I started to enjoy it. And uh, uh, I, I worked the nightclubs uh, quite a bit at that time with those clubs. And, and when the Oz opened up in 78, 79, I like one Avenue it was a real hot place. 
with a, a line to get in outside. It was it was very cool. Our and, version uh, of Studio Fifty Four. Our version of Studio Fifty Four. It it was, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, in in the August of nineteen eighty, this guy Marvin Roth, uh, who had a novelty business down in Wilkesbury, bought and opened the Station Complex in oh, Wilkesbury. Oh baby, yep. The fabulous place. We had two restaurants, two nightclubs. And uh, uh, eventually, train cars as hotel rooms. How so? How were you fixed into this? Well, they 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 talked to me about being a DJ there uh, with a, with another guy, Mike Marzelli, and 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 then Mike Calor and some other people who DJed, and uh, also worked daytime as the promotion manager, the advertising and promotion manager. So that's that's what I did. I I, I gave up radio, and went down there, and 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 made cash at night, spinning spinning records in the nightclub. And Changing the diapers, day. working. You're a yeah. father. Well, yeah, at one point, yeah, it was three jobs at one time. At, at one point, uh, and this is into your thirties now. Yeah, yeah, early thirties. Uh, at the one point, it was uh, working at at EJL 107 during the day. Uh, at at night, going down to Prestige Pools across from the Woodlands, selling swimming pools from about <laughs> five till eight, and then nine <laughs> o'clock, I was up at Pizak's place up in Einan DJing. I love, but it. but it was it's it's what you do. I mean, you had to pay the bills, and yeah, and, and, yeah. So it's what what you do. So this all uh, you're, you're 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 spinning through. You you got these side gigs, side hustles, as they say now. You're 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 a family man. You're a father. You're a husband. You're working two three jobs. You got a house, and what's happening now into the you know, your, your midlife, uh, years into your thirties and forties now. Yeah. And, and with it, I used to do a lot of commercials for people writing and, and, and producing radio commercials. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but, but, uh, KRZ came to me and, and, and said, please come over to us and join our advertising team, our advertising sales team. And, and I didn't want to, uh, uh, get back into that, but, but they made an offer and, and I left, the station complex full-time and went to work at, at KRZ in their advertising commercial sales department and, and still DJed a little bit at night. Uh, well, a lot, a lot of nights. Oh, this is uh, interesting. Who owned them back then? Was this uh, still local ownership? Uh, yeah, it was, it was people that uh, they, they actually came on the air around the same time the station opened up in August so. of so. 1980. And, and uh, the general manager was Jim Shea. Uh, the program director was Jim rising on air. They had Mark Sinclair, uh, uh, Jerry Padden, local uh, legends. These guys are local. Oh, yeah, legends. I have to get them on the podcast. Yeah, ter- terrific people, and and uh, uh, they were still there when I joined the sales department, and it was a lot of fun uh, working there. Jay Daniels was 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 there early on, uh, but yeah. So I stayed in 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 uh, broadcast. Worked there for two years, uh, selling commercials, going out writing and selling commercials, and then uh, uh, when Wolf TV came on. They were there in town for about a year or two. And, and they asked me to join them. And uh, I did and worked there for 15 years in the commercial sales department at, at Wolf TV. Oh, so Fox you, leave, you leave radio and this is your first venture into TV. When Wolf begins, Fox, for the youngsters out there listening, this was a new yeah. entity in, I think, what, late 80s, early 90s? It, it, yeah, they start around 87, 86. Okay. Yeah, I joined wow. them in 87. Yeah. And this is when and, and, the Simpsons starts and married with children. And that's, yeah. that's a, that was a big deal back then. A new network. Uh, yeah. And, and it was, yeah, we had, we had, uh, was it Tracy? Tracy uh, Ullman uh, show. Yeah. The Tracy Ullman show started with that. And, and, and the, the Simpsons were a tiny little segment within the Tracy Ullman show. I know. And, 
Yeah, and Joan Rivers uh, had a a, a, yep. a a talk show at the time, and, and that was it. So you're selling commercials on this new station, and uh, this is this is you probably caught it at a good time. You're making good money. Uh, yeah, it, it was okay. Uh, it it got better when when uh, uh, at the time Fox worked out a deal with WNEP uh, oh. to do the news, and and uh, they started the ten o'clock news, the only ten o'clock news in, in the market at the time. And, and and then we got NFL football, uh, and 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 that uh, those things, the growth of Fox Wolf TV at that time, uh, made it lucrative. Folks, and, do you and, hear and, how this life is evolving, and our lives are about to converge because now you're bringing in WNEP, so Fox becomes the the player of our 10 p.m. news, yep. and then you start schmoozing with WNEP people, I guess, and then before you know it, you're a new sales guy at WNEP, correct? That's that's right. Yeah, after 15 years at 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 Wolf Fox 56, and we had other things too. We had we had our our, our WB station. We had our our internet nepatoday.com, and, and and it was all fun. It was good to to have different product that you're selling. But yeah, WNEP. Uh, uh, I, I applied there and 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 was accepted. And, and back then it was Lou Kirchin was the GM. Uh, Chuck Morgan was the sales manager and, and they took maybe part of the team. It was terrific working there. And I stayed there for almost 10 years. 2000 and, and, and two, three, I four. I joined around 2002. I think it was, and, yeah, around 2002, I believe it was when I joined WNEP. Folks, and was, this is where Snedeker and Welby converge. <laughs> And it's kind of funny with with sales department. You you, you stay away from news and programming. Yeah. It's just like uh, two different worlds, and they can't collide. Uh, but but having the the radio and broadcasting and DJ uh, background, and 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 also dabbling in news in the early years, I worked with and 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 knew an awful lot of the people on the talent side of WNEP. And it wasn't unusual for me to go over to the newsroom, say hi to Carl Abraham or 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 Jimmy Coles or all the different people that worked over there. That that at at some time previously in my life, I was associated with. And uh, initially, some of the other people was like, what's he doing over here? <laughs> and, yeah. and in the sales department, it was kind of the same thing. It's like, why did you go over there? <laughs> That's funny. But well, 16, 16 was just, uh, uh, no kidding, was a, a fabulous place to work. It was such good people there, a lot of fun. And, and I must and say, Tom, though, because I remember, but I remember when you first started, um, because, again, you're, what, 15, 16 years older than me. So I was kind of the new guy at WNEP full time. And here comes you, this this sales guy. And he would always, like you said, come down to the news department. But you were cool. You were honest. You were fun. Not that other sales guys weren't. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. But I mean, I immediately connected to you because you were the kind of guy didn't take yourself too seriously, had a good time, could trust just what we call a bro, a dude, a good guy. So we hit it off, you and I. Remember I used to show you the the Andrew Jackson on the on the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wear my hair at, at, at different lengths at different times, too. And yeah, you did. You, you took one of the pictures, uh, 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 copied it onto a, the, the, the $20 bill, I think it was. Yeah, he just, oh, he, he looked just looked like Andrew good. Jackson. You look just like Andrew Jackson on the t- and yeah, you were, you were just as crazy back then in, in your in your early days as you are now. It hasn't changed an iota. <laughs> I'm not it was fine. Uh, WNEP was a great place to work, and 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 uh, people uh, see it from a distance and, and wonder. And they, you know, when, when I was out in the road calling on people and on businesses, 
uh, it was easy for me to get in and get an appointment with a lot of the businesses. And, and one of the first things that they would say uh, uh, would be, what's Joe really like? Or, 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 or Nolan, what's what's Nolan really yeah. like? Is he really a nice guy like that? Uh, but but uh, yeah, it, it was uh, for for people that 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 question it and wonder about it. Uh, Sixteen, uh, yeah, I've been out for for uh, ten years, but but sixteen was a really a great place to work, and I've been blessed uh, also in a lot of the places that I've worked, including Fox Fifty Six, Wolf TV, and WNEP. Uh, the the management at both of those places not only let me, but even encouraged me and others to get involved in the community and do public service work. And, and there's not a lot of employers that 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 allow for that. They say, no, that's on your own time. You can't be spending work time on that. But they they literally encourage it, and, and I hope they still do. And I got involved with so many different public service groups, nonprofit groups, in, in helping them out and 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 doing things. And uh more businesses should have that that kind of philosophy that, that Wolf and, and WNEP does. It it makes the, the community better, it makes their business better too, it makes the perception of their business better. And Lou Kirchin at WNEP. Uh, knew that and lived that, and then Chuck Morgan, following Lou, uh, uh, copied that same philosophy. It was, it was uh, for those of you watching, listening. WNEP really, really was, and I assume still is, just a fabulous place to work and great people there. But, but Wells, that, that's you. You are so right in your last few comments about the community service. And here's the thing that impressed me about Welby: whenever there was an event that was a good for the community event, a nonprofit, whether it's my bike ride whether it's the Susan G. Komen fundraiser, whether it's uh, uh, a feed a friend, every event and a charitable uh, uh, outlet that happened in the area, you were either a part of, you would show up there. You wouldn't tell anybody, you would just show up. And I'm like, who is this guy? Who is this martyr? Who is this man? <laughs> because you have this subtlety about you, but you would always be a part of and want to be um uh, entwined with a good deed for the community. And I'm not just saying that. I, this is the well, straight it, dope. You would inject and, 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 yourself and, yeah, into anything I think, good. You, you, you and, and, and you know, so many other people have that same philosophy, as, as do uh, people watching and listening and, and, and so many people we know. But for me, it, it, it grows out a lot of it through, through growing up as one of 13 kids. <laughs> and, and, you know, we did not have a lot. Uh, uh, we had a lot of support from the community. Uh, that helped us. And, and I mean, I lived uh, what a hand up uh, can, can do and make someone feel. And I also lived uh, when, when, when you were, you were played down because of, of your position. Yep. And I just lost you, Joe. There we are. I still got, the, you know, the, so yeah, you are a community guy. You're an honest guy. You're a cool guy. You're a help others kind of guy. And that's, well, I was I lucky. I was, I was lucky to have, have, uh, people helping me as I grew up. My dad died in 1969. And, and uh, at the time, there were 11 of us at home at that time. Uh, my older brother, Jimmy, had joined the Navy and my sister, Amory, had just gotten married. So I was the oldest at home. Uh, uh, and, and there's my mom with 11 kids, a, sing, a, a, a single parent with, with yeah. 11 kids. I, if, 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 I had, if I had 11 of me, I think I'd drown half of this. <laughs> but but I, I, was, I was blessed in, in, in knowing what a difference it does make uh, to someone and to a family when, when if you can help them and, and, and help them quietly too. You, you don't do it uh, to, to be seen as helping someone. That you sure do is it, you. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, so that, I can't believe it's been 10 years since you left NEP. Is that true? 
Yeah, and, and and when I when I left WNEP, it, it was kind of weird. Uh, it, it's I used to look at the obituary papers to to be aware <laughs> of. Well, I, when I did look at them, excuse me, not that I looked at them, but when I did look at them, it was to be aware of the, the with with uh, friends of mine when their parents passed. Well, I want to yeah, be aware right. of it and 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 do that. And, and as I was doing that. It went from uh, seeing parents to seeing people my age and then oh, seeing people God. younger than me. And, and, and I was like, uh, what, about 62 at the time? And I thought, I'm, I'm going to retire. I'm going to go out and, and get my public service work in before that bus that's out there looking for me runs me down. It, and, and, and that's why that's literally why I retire from WNEP to do public service work and, and, and just get that in. And, I was and, wondering uh, that. So when you left WNEP and you were only 62 years old or something, correct? Yeah, and I was making some pretty good money there, even though we had gone through a, a, a pretty serious recession as far as commercial sales goes. Right. Uh, it was it was good money, but but yeah, I wanted to get some stuff done before. But, but I guess, what I, yeah, I get you. But what I want to ask, when you were 62 and you retired from WDP, I mean, Medicare is still two, three years away at that point. Yeah. Were you thinking, oh, you'll do a little volunteering, but for the most part, you're going to take it easy. You're going to maybe travel. Did, did you know this next chapter would be kicking in where you'd be working full-time again. And now oh, no, no. You did yeah, we, we, we budgeted, my wife and I, we budgeted uh, to be able to take care of the, 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 the health insurance. And, and we, we guessed. So the you cost get to Medicare. Be, uh, yeah. There was no Medicare for us at the time. Uh, so, so yeah, we budgeted, we, we figured it would be about 12 to $15,000 a year for, for right. the, the health care for the three of us, uh, uh, my daughter and, 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 and my wife. And, and, uh, it, it, it just literally a, a month and a half after I retired, I, I had some health problems where I had to have uh, part of my intestine removed. It was two different surgeries. And, and uh, it, oh, it was, it that. was, yeah, it was, it was, so it, it was it a more costly than you thought. And oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, with the insurance that I had, uh, uh, the out-of-pocket expenses were uh, between eight and $10,000 for the out-of-pocket, but, but still it, it, uh, it, it was it was scary for a little while, and and uh, uh, it, it made me want to do the public service work even more while I could. So, did uh, you have then, to get uh, back into be uh, you? Did you have to get back into being employed because of that partially? No, no, we, no. we, we were still okay. Okay, you're still okay, yeah, but we were still okay. Yeah. So, did you but, know the uh, Marty Flynn thing? How did that happen? Well, that's at that time Marty was running for office. At that time, it you was. Were uh, 2012. Uh, not really. Uh, he's a distant cousin. Okay. Uh, I, I knew him certainly. And, 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 and it was more of some of the people who were working on his campaign knew me. And, and they came to me and asked if I would work for him. And I said, absolutely not. I'm not, I'm not going to work for, for a politician. I just want to do what I'm doing and not work for anyone. Just, I don't mean to say a politician, but I just don't right, want to work right, for right, anyone. Right. I want to be my person and, and do what I want to do and not be told what to do. Uh, and, and they kept talking to me and uh, eventually, they kind of positioned it that I can continue to do the public service work that I'm doing and get paid for it. And and we originally were we kind of agreed that that I do it part time, maybe 20 hours or so a week. All right. And we'll see how it worked out. If it worked out good, if it didn't, that's okay too. And and I, I saw the light in that, and I, I could do public service work, but do it as a representative of a state representative. And, and perhaps be able to do more because I'd have that influence. And, and well, it worked can, out. Yeah. With that avenue, you can amplify and magnify your efforts to a greater. Absolutely. And, and, and I became, uh, uh, I, I hate titles, but I became chief of staff 
And, and it was, it was, it was a lot easier for me to call or write to somebody with a signature on my letterhead of, of chief of staff, state representative, Marty Flynn, and got people's attention, was able to yeah. do a lot more be, because yeah, of that yeah, yeah. Uh, versus Tom Welby from Scranton. It's like, nobody will pick up the phone, <laughs> but, but it was, you... it was, it was terrific. And, and, uh, and I got paid for it. Not as much as I did in working in advertising. But, but was this your first elbow into politics? Or you never did anything like that, did you? I, I volunteered for people in the past and, and worked on campaigns of people that I okay, believed yeah. in the past. Uh, uh, and, and and yeah, so I, I I always volunteer for people that I believed in. And uh, there's a friend of my wife when she worked at Scranton State General Hospital would ask her, Kathy, who is Tom supporting this year? And she'd tell me, she says, oh, I just want to know who not to vote for. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I always believed in the idealist and 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 still do and still have some of that uh, within me uh, uh, today, as you do. And 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 most of us, too. So, when you, were, good so when you were with Marty, how long was this going on? And when you're two, three years in, did you think, oh, I love this. I can do this until uh, who, who, who knows when? Yeah, absolutely. I, and, and that that was the case. I said, you know, the, this this is good. And and it, it's terrific when. You know, you have somebody that, that's trying to get something done, particularly through the state, and nobody's calling them back. And 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 we're able to get something done that didn't always work out. There's a lot of people that we weren't able to help, but but it's pretty good when you restore someone's faith in the system and help them out. And 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 uh, Marty, uh, because of Marty's philosophy, it was a little different than just handling state issues. If somebody called and said that my neighbor's parking in my parking spot or they're not cutting their grass next door, they're too loud, whatever, right. instead of giving them the, the, the number of the zoning department or whatever in, in, in the city, uh, he, he would uh, remind us, the, all of us on the staff, help them, take care of them, uh, you know, go down and take pictures. Like personally, of personally, you'd have to go out and do that. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and, and uh, so, yeah, we did. And, and, and we call the different departments that were relative or, or do whatever it took. And, and helped a lot of people outside of state business just just to make people happy. Let people know that people do care and people do want to help. Can't always be successful. And, and you know, so, there's there's some people that hard have a hard time accepting that because some some things you can't fix. Uh, but but we try. And, and, and that's great. When was that first moment? How long ago? And what did you feel inside when you thought or asked to be or how it evolved to be? I'm going to be the potential successor temporarily or whatever you want to call this stage. Now, when did that happen? And what well, yeah, and, and, and that happened by action. It wasn't something that, was, that I wanted right. to do. Did you ever see um, that happening or no? Not really. No. Um, I, I, I like being in the back because part of it is you can walk away. Yeah. And how long ago was that? Uh, it, it was uh, around July of, of this past year. Uh, Marty was sworn in in June as senator. And the seat became vacant, and and I. Yeah, but before that, it. he must have shared with you his his plans. Right, and and we and did we he say I want you a, to do this or no? Uh, no, he he never pushed anything, and 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 uh, just honored whatever I was going to be doing. Uh, let me decide. And did you ha- uh, did you have to think about it, or you just thought definitely? Yeah, I, I did think about it. Talked with my wife about it, and and uh, yeah, we, we we thought it would be good. I could be the one. That, that will make some decisions and 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 choose the direction and path and 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 uh, a, a lot of it is staying right in line with what Marty was doing, particularly with the constituent service, trying to help people out wherever we can, whenever we can. And folks, uh, he's sincere it, too. He's sincere. Trust me, I can see. Yeah, his and, and um, 
uh, the, the the things the things that I want to see done are pretty much the same things that everybody's been saying for 20 years. We want to end that corporate loophole that, that's going on. We want to improve the funding for for uh, our school districts. And and uh, as a volunteer, I've been doing that since the 90s, going down to Harrisburg with some friends of mine from from Stanford Children in Good Schools, Pennsylvania. We go down and knock on doors in Harrisburg, and and uh, now I'm going to be doing it as a state rep. Uh, I hope that we can achieve some of these things. There's such a poison that exists in Harrisburg and Washington and in capitals all around the country where one side won't work with the other. And my pitch to, to people in, in, in uh, asking them to support me and my drive to be the state rep is that I have no problem crossing the aisle and working with other people. But if other people don't do the same, I, I mean, I'm on an island. I, I can't get anything done. And, and it seems that to such a, an extreme degree, one side, it doesn't matter what the position is. It's, it's like, oh, no, we're only going to vote Democrat or we're only going to vote Republican. That's crazy. And when I was down there being sworn in, I had people coming up to me that, that, that knew of my, 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 my philosophies and, and, and my, so to speak, platform from the Republican side that came up, shook my hand, said they wanted to work with me. And they did some reading about me and they hoped to be able to work with me. And, and there's Democrats. I, I know that both sides of the aisle and, and in, in Harrisburg anyway People do want to break through this stupid logjam of, of of this poisonous partisanship that's there. I, I think it's you. going to happen. I think I we, hear you, dude. I don't want to talk politics at all, but I will say, okay, yeah, actually, you know, <laughs> but I, I will say this. You're right. Show me a bad marriage. Show me a bad boss employee a relationship. Show me a bad friendship, and it's always because there's one person that doesn't give and take. It's always the case, and that applies to politics, yeah. right? Yeah, I business, some, business is the some, same way. Yeah. I have some friends that have bad marriages. I have some friends that have bad jobs. And I it's always the same case. Someone is just too rigid. You got to give and take in this world. Amen. And yep. that says it all. So yeah. when when you were when you were down in the initial stages of getting sworn in and everything, were you ever entrenched in that world? Because I'm wondering if you were surprised or what it was like or what you know what it was like to be thrown in. To Harrisburg now you're this big shot like what what what's the feeling there? Well, I, I don't know. It, it's still kind of surreal for me. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I I I I I I know I'm not, you know, one of the old school politicians, and 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 uh, maybe maybe I'm misreading a lot of them too. Maybe they're not either. Maybe uh, I yeah I I just didn't feel comfortable uh, initially uh, going down there and not being part of the clique. Oh, but, were, you uh, welcomed, were you welcomed or was there like a wall? Oh, yeah, actually, uh, for for so many, uh, it was welcoming. And and, and the, those that I've interacted with so far have been terrific and, and, and do want to work together and and, and are uh, some some really good people. Uh, we'll, we'll find out. Again, so you feel good about it so far? Here. I'm sorry? You feel good about it so far? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and as of today, when, when, when we're sitting here uh, recording this, I'm only in there two weeks and I was only down there in Harrisburg itself for four days uh, so far. Uh, so I, I, I have a long way to go. Uh, Tom, as you and, may and know, right now, yeah, we'll see. As you may know, I'm a man of science. I have no interest and never delved into politics. Uh, I have the basic education in it, but I just am not attracted to it at all. I have no interest. I don't read about it. I'm glad it exists, but I don't want to be a part of it. The reason yeah. I say that is um, there may be other people like me and I'm fairly good, well-educated. I'm not even sure of the role of a state representative. Could you give me that quick 30 second dissertation? 
Oh, wouldn't be thirty seconds, that's for sure. But 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 yeah. So so are uh, uh, are multiple uh, local and 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 Harrisburg. The legislative part of it, the legislative part of it, is trying to find those bills, those those laws to to adjust or 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 uh, put into effect. Uh, and 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 some of it is looking around us at different states, what they have done successfully. And 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 copying that, uh, and and uh, the 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 simple things about uh, providing for uh, the services that we need and paying for those services, f- trying to find ways to do that, whether it be our roads and bridges, our education system, uh, so many different things that that we depend on for for our state, federal, and local governments. So so working on 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 that and trying to satisfy those things without overburdening any particular area of of us, but but also. I'm making sure that everybody's paying their fair share. There's there's a lot of things that Ooh, yeah. that aren't aren't right, aren't fair. You have you have some, but I I, I have some pet peeves. Oh, yeah, we, I don't want to get it. I'm just wondering, is that like nine to five? Do you go? Are you are you expected to be somewhere eight hours a day, or it's not like that? You can no, it's shop, not like that. You and, can go shopping and that all day up, today. No one will know. Came up came up during our orientation last week uh, that. Uh, that our staff, we have to be sure that our staff is doing their job, and I'm responsible to see that our staff is doing their job all the time, uh, and and that if 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 our hours are from nine to five, that we work nine to five, and 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 I'm lucky. I have a staff that that uh, has joined me. Uh, some of them from Marty's office, Angela and Joe Triano, Angela Rempy Jones, who who was here before, and and Joe Triano, who who will work twenty hours a day if if that's what it takes to get the job done. But if you but they said the regarding the reps, somebody asked a question when I was down there. They said, "Well, that's you know that's true, and and we have to write reviews of of them and and keep keep everybody informed in Harrisburg as to the progress of the employees." And and it was asked about what about the state reps who who are they responsible to? And and the answer was simple. They said, "Well, uh, their boss is the people, and oh. and they can get fired. They can get fired every two years, but not not until then." Oh, and they said, if, "If if if the rep if the rep or the senator." wants to work an hour a week well then that's what the rep or the senator will work but they oh, have to man. keep in mind that uh judgment day does come uh, with the people <laughs> i yeah see i didn't realize that you can go to the casino every day for 10 hours if you wanted to but sooner or later the reputation would be would be out there absolutely and and, and so the, the other part of the you know the legislative and and, and trying to provide for services for people is incredibly important to do it fairly and to be sure that everybody does their share. Uh, and that includes nonprofits and it includes corporations, includes individuals. And, and, and uh, the other part of it is doing things for people locally, uh, however we can, helping them through some of the red tape that they're facing. And through the pandemic, we, we had a lot of it where people couldn't get in to uh, get their license renewed or whatever it might be and helping yeah. them with that, with licenses for nurses or, or, or whatever it is. Uh, so helping people get through that red tape and then uh, continue with what Marty was doing, and that is helping people locally if, if their garbage isn't being picked up to find out why and help them with that. Uh, so that's 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 what I look forward to, the the, the human part of it. Um, doing what you've always been doing, supporting people in need. I love that. So come next November, you're out of there. Or how does this work now? Does this uh, you have to be elected when? Yeah, and, and and the spring is the primary, and 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 part of the thing about the the committee that chose me, uh, and 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 my feeling is, the rules are when someone in the House or Senate leaves, uh, the Democrats pick one person that they can have as the candidate to run in a special election, and the Republicans can pick only one person 
to to run in the special election. Right. And and they're chosen by a backroom of people, not the people. And and it's it's and that's just the way the rules are. And hopefully we can change that. Yeah. But if you you do a great job and everyone loves you and everyone feels that you were successful, that's going to be you. Yeah. But but the problem that I have and the committee had in choosing me is we want the people to think that they are the one that are going to choose the state representative. Even though I was selected in in the November election, uh, there wasn't a contest to pick that one person who's going to represent the party, either party. Odd. But it's an emergency situation. So there has to be. It it is. But they they should arrange for for the chief of staff or someone to to be appointed to fill that seat in the meantime. For for the six months, no one represented the 113th district. No one. And and, and I try to do things, but they make clear to you, you're not the state representative. Yeah, that is. Well, you can fix that, that, sir. Yeah. (laughs) But but I did say that, that in the primary. Uh, I won't run. We're going to have an open primary. We're not going to have somebody with a fake three-month incumbency. I don't mean to say fake three-month incumbency. I'm going to be working. We're not going to have some. We're going to have a totally open primary where Joe Blow can can come out and run for this seat in the Democratic and Republican primary, and 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 hopefully we'll come up with a good person. I love it. All right. Well, it sounds like you got a great attitude. No more political talk. Is Angela still there? I have a question for her. Uh, uh, Angela. And come on, I I gotta ask you something. She's sleeping. She's taking her nap. It's eleven o'clock, isn't it? I shouldn't say that. No, it's eleven thirty-seven. She's past her. Angela. (laughs) Yeah, she. I was hoping to get Angela. Do you? You happen to have a twenty dollars? Oh, she's coming. I'm just just slicing the pie. Angela, we have three leftover Thanksgiving pies. We're about to end the podcast. I just have two things to ask you. Number one, uh, he really is a great guy. How are we going to convince uh, the people what a solid dude he is? How do we convince? Yeah, is that what you said? How are we going to convince the people what a solid good guy he is? And I'm not just saying this. I shoot the straight dope. There is, abs- there is no convincing to do. People know this. <laughs> they know He's been well around well. for a long time, Joe. <laughs> he, what do you mean? <laughs> if he, he, wasn't such a good an, guy. he has been such an advocate for the community for so, so long. The proof is in the pudding. You're right. I and that's I the best that thing. That's the best thing about him is he, this was never, it wasn't his agenda know, for a yeah, long, long time, yep. right? With the, with the DJing, did you talk about the, the, the jumpsuits, the zipper jumpsuits, oh, no. or did we miss that? <laughs> oh, come on. White and denim here. zipper jumpsuits. You should have been here the whole time. <laughs> that, well, is that why you kicked her out? I, I, you know, we, we, we all love her, but uh, sometimes we don't know why. <laughs> no, he skipped over the jumpsuit talk. I love it. Oh, see, yeah, well, well, yeah. There's, there's. Well, anyway, back though to what you're saying though about about what a great guy he is. <laughs> I've been blessed to be. It's basically about nine years now working together, and I am telling you, I know that. Yeah, I know there is absolutely said. nobody better to service these constituents, <laughs> and <laughs> and he's been doing this for the community for this long anyway. So I know he has. He's getting sick of this talk. Let's it's so genuine. This. Let's end with this. Do, do any of you have a $20 bill on? I probably do. All right. I want you to take a look at it. And I know our podcasters can't see this, but they can listen. Get out a 20 and put it up to the camera. And, Ange, you tell me who that looks like on the 20. No, nope, don't have one. Oh, no 20. No 20. Wait, who does it look like? That's his twin, Andrew Jackson. 
<laughs> you when think? He, when he had longer hair. When he had longer hair. <laughs> I think we and should Ange, get Ange to run for this. Ange to run for this seat. And what? And Ange, why don't you have a twenty dollar bill on you? That's what I need to know. Well, I probably do in my purse. Do you really want me to go look? I think it's worth just two more minutes of podcast. Yes. Why? It looks like Representative Welby or something. Yeah, it looks just like him. Andrew Jackson is on the is uh, on the 113th Lackawanna state representative list. You're going to see this any minute. So, Tom, thanks for coming in. Thanks for your time. While she gets the 20, I want to wish you well. And if you ever need. an update and you want to utilize this podcast. My mom stopped by for a visit and okay, has so you the $20 bill. There. So. Thank, <laughs> no, thank you, no, Angie, I want you to be honest. Do you think there's a similarity no. there? You don't, I don't see, see it. it. No. <laughs> I think he looks but. more like me than him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you, guys. I'm sure you have so much to do in the 113, so I'll let you go. And uh, we're, we're for lunch. Go for lunch. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then down <laughs> to the know. casino. And uh, just before you leave, though, I get to hear what did, what color was this jumpsuit, Andrew? Was it? I told you there was white and denim. And then the burnt orange one. Oh, and a burnt orange. Burnt That'd orange. be good for the fall. And it was like all one piece? One piece with a zipper. I don't, I've oh, never the, seen the them. Denim one, the denim one was all buttons. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The denim one, all buttons. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how old were you at the time, Tom, when this was being sported? Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I hope under 30. <laughs> Maybe, but I've never had a leisure suit, if that helps. He also doesn't have running pants. That's why he can't run, because he can't find his running pants. Can I tell him when we joined the Barrier Breakers? Well, there's always the ones that they do have, but they're not right. <laughs> we joined the Barrier Breakers. Can I tell this story? I guess. We joined the Barrier Breakers together. You know the Barrier Breakers, the right? Couch, the couch to 5K. Right? Couch yes, to 5K. Yes. So we went to the first meeting. It was fantastic. We went to the second where you're going to start like doing what you need to do. And then all of a sudden I didn't see Tom anymore. I made, I made it to the third one. Well, and then I said, why aren't you go-? like we committed to do this together? Why aren't you going? And he said, I can't find my running slaps. The proper running slaps. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's 72. We'll let him go with that. Okay. I guess. And that's what I could do. I could design. Good running slacks. Good running slacks. Yeah. You'll be the fastest guy at the retirement home. All right. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for your time. And Thank uh, you, Joseph. You're great. Bye. Peace, love, and 113. Woo! <laughs> Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity.